Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend Podcast. We're sponsored today by 4constructionpros.com and Caterpillar. I'm your host, Brad Humphrey, and today I'm joined in the studios by three of uh, Caterpillar's best. Uh, Jason Hurtis, expert and specialist on construction materials, quarry and aggregates. Lonnie Fritz is with us from Heavy Construction and Road Building. And Scott Hageman joins us from Great Technology and Fleet Compatibilities. Well, guys, if we've ever had a topic that might be endless, <laughs> it might be this one, really the, the, the most successful habits of some of the more successful contractors. I think the beautiful part about this topic for me is that all four of us uh, see contractors and we see them through, you know, there's some similarities, but we see them through a prism that is kind of based around our expertise. Jason, I want to start with you. When you have dealt with so many years with, with, with uh, customers that you've had, what have been some of the more successful habits or the more consistent habits that successful contractors have employed? I think the biggest one is, is learning, education, and training. Um, there, are, there are many, as you mentioned, Brad, but I think that one comes to the top of my mind, that they want to continue to learn you know, new products, new technologies, new ways to use those product and technologies in their application, continues to train their employees you know, whether it's on a new machine platform or with a new technology or simply explaining, you know, why they're doing something that they're doing so that employees better understand the end results and the goals, you know, education on the industry itself. What are the new things coming in making little rocks from big rocks and how are people doing it more efficiently? And I think you got to continually be in the mindset of I'm going to learn every day and I'm going to continue to teach every day to be successful. Yeah, that never ending desire for learning is powerful. And, I, and I've certainly seen that in some of the better contractors in our industry. Uh, they, they just always are never content with what they know. They always want to learn more. Lonnie, when you look at the construction contractors, having been one, but when you look at the ones you're dealing with today, what, what stands out about some of the better ones? Yeah, it's, again, it takes several different routes here. And, and one is just valuing the employees. You hear time and time and time again today is our employees are our best asset. We are not an autonomous industry. We don't have machines that are autonomous to, to the nth degree where the entire job site runs on. So therefore, we are still relying on human resources. And as Jason mentioned, training after you trained it, we've invested in those employees. Just what values do we carry throughout our company? All those soft skills, how are we helping them mold them into better employees, really carrying out the vision of our company? And if they really understand those clear objectives, what the company stands for, I've seen all kinds of owners of some small and medium-sized contractors where they're in the thick of it every day, even sometimes every night with their employees, carrying out that work ethic, that diligence um, on the job site and also in the back office. And it becomes infectious in a great way. Um, that also pivots all the way over to how they manage their fleet, how they maintain their fleet. Yeah. Um, so while it takes those individuals to run those machines, to run those job sites, is how do they expect their fleet to be taken care of? What is that image? As, you, as they say, you know, you roll up on a job site, you want to look like a firm, like a well-polished organization, because that's your image to your society, to your actual clientele that you're serving. And as you look at that, um, you can really get down in the specifics as to, you know, you kind of hear how tight of a ship that they run. And um, 
it goes into how we measure that productivity, the idle time of the machinery, tracking our cost. I know we've covered this in various different podcasts, uh, both in the back end and in the front end. Um, so it, it takes on a wide range um, and, and really those habits that these customers and contractors alike carry out, both in their labor side of things as well as their equipment side. Appreciate that. That's good insight. I actually kind of captured a couple out of there, the, the, the valuing of employees, which is huge. And education is a part of that. That recent, recent statistics have told us when people quit, one of the reasons they quit is they weren't being taught quick enough. They weren't being taught, educated. And uh, so the employees that really want to stay with you, you're going to need to educate and train them uh, or they will wind up going somewhere else. And then you also talked about the importance of fleet management as well. Scott, as you look at, at, at customers and contractors that you're working with, what are some habits of those that are just a little bit better than maybe some of their competitors? I think to take both Jason's comment on training and Lonnie's comment on value of employees, to do both of those, just something very basic of listening. You know, sometimes I've been told by my wife, I don't excel in this listening process here. But if you listen to your employees and you can learn yourself, which then can give them the training they need. And mm-hmm. if you listen to your employees, you can value what they're telling you and then you can change. So just that listening aspect doesn't cost a lot of money, Brad. You don't have to go to school. You know, don't have to get education for that. Just eyes and ears. Sometimes listen what to do and then also listen what not to do. Yeah. Sometimes a lot of people will explain, boy, I made a mistake by doing this. And we're not calling these people out. They're actually educating us by just us opening our ears and listening to what they have to tell us. I'm kind of smiling as you're talking, uh, Scott. I had a dear grandmother I loved to death, and and uh, but she always told me she says God gave you two ears and one mouth. Listen twice as much as you talk, and you'll never be in trouble. There's a lot of wisdom there. Yes, you know I'd like to throw one in if I could uh, uh, before I come back uh, kind of around the horn. You know, one of the things that that I have found that the better contractors do, they tend to always be much better on their game on how they prepare to execute their plan. And some of it is is maybe through just planning organization through pre-construction meetings, and that's a technical uh, process. But just the idea that they just do not let their troops go to the job site uh, unless they've got the plan for the day, uh, who's doing what. And I think that's very important today, especially with the kind of new workers coming in. A lot of these people coming into our industry, guys, as you know, are not basically construction background people. And so we're actually having to teach them uh, how to do most of everything that we're expecting to be done on the job sites. And, 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 and again, I'm talking more about probably operators and laborers, but, but even then, that's the backbone of this industry. And we have to do a better job of the entire preparation. And as we know, if you're prepared better, uh, you're going to have a better execution. J- uh, um, Jason, take us back through this again. What would be another habit that you think is very important for a contractor to, to make them more successful? I think another habit would be critical thinking. I, I think the contractors today have to be able to improvise, adapt, and overcome faster than what they've had to in the past. I think the environmental impacts are are greater today. The, some of the regulations are greater today than they've been in the past. So, I mean, when they run into a problem, they got to be able to quickly and critically think through that problem and apply that problem, you know, within minutes or seconds or whatever it may require and and shift their crew and shift their machines and 
and shift the job to to overcome every new variable that's going to be at them. And I think that's a huge and important skill is to be able to think and react and and move things as fast as what you need to in the world today. I think that's uh, boy, that is spot on. And I've that's, I think that's one of the things I've appreciated about working with you guys a lot for the last few years, and that is how how much uh, commitment Caterpillar has toward not just making beautiful and equipment that, that, I mean, just great equipment, but equipment that provides uh, information quickly uh, as they know time is money. And the better we can do that and the faster we can turn around that information, a contractor is empowered to make better decisions. Um, Lonnie, as you're looking at this, there continues to be those habits that some contractors are just better at. What are What's another one that you can think of that would be really helpful here? I think part of it is that we, we don't want to lose sight that contractors are business owners as well. And, and some of it comes for a lack of a better term is, is defending your market share mm-hmm. and remaining competitive. You know, a lot of contractors today are being successful is they're, they're not only staying up with the training, but they're willing to adopt new methods, new ways of doing things mm-hmm. um, to diversify their portfolio. I mean, just simple pipelining, lining sewers in the past is kind of a, was never there before. It's a huge industry today. So, you know, an underground utility crew that is also now having, you know, an offshoot of a, a pipelining crew um, is huge. And that comes again with open-mindedness, seeing what the market is needing, defending your own home territory. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention a lot of them are achieving this by these processes and adopting the technology to accomplish these. Yeah. And, you know, from a Caterpillar perspective, when we look at the technology we have, grade, payload, compact, link, detect, now command, which equates to remote control. There are so many technologies out there in experience that I have in visiting with customers, visiting with our dealers, those organizations that are nimble, that are a little bit lighter on their feet and being able to pivot mm. and grasp a hold of those things that are mm. creating greater efficiencies in their job sites. Um, at, at a high level, they're going to be more successful and they end up being the disruptor instead of the disrupted. Yeah. Well, that's powerful. Um, I like that uh, the analogy of that, that being a little bit uh, lighter to be able to, 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 uh, to be able to mobilize and move quicker than your competition is really a great, great, uh, uh, habit for companies to get into. Scotty, when you're looking at, again, through the eyes of a contractor, what are those, that, what's another area that you've seen that has definitely made one contractor perhaps more effective, more successful than another? I, I agree with Lonnie on the, the willing to change, the openness of change, mm-hmm. but then also just because you're willing and even you might have the funding to do more things, don't let go of your core business. You know, don't think you have to do everything on that job because you have the will, you have the employees, you have the bankroll to do that. You know, the local family pizzeria down the road, they make great pizza, but they don't worry about making the boxes for the to-go pizzas. They purchase those. They know where their wheelhouse is. Right. And same thing with these contractors. Grow, expand your business, but make sure you don't let go of that core business. You can bring some other things on, like Lonnie's talking about the, the lining of pipes, but don't take your eye off the ball that what got you there. That's powerful. That That is so powerful, and, and, you're, and you're so true. Stay in your wheelhouse. You know, I get asked by contractors or I get told that, that they want to expand to another market. And I don't mean geographical market. They want to go through another physical 
change, you know, add something to their their uh, offering of services, and yet they don't have anybody that's really got that command of that new that new uh, service they're going to provide. Let me throw another one here that we haven't talked about yet, and you, you we have all seen this. You know, one of the habits that I've seen very successful contractors use, they all seem to have a total commitment to the customer. They're not blind to the customer. They know that we know that. They're not blind to the customers because many customers can be very demanding. There's no doubt about that. And and, and not always right. But they do have a, an incredible desire to truly satisfy and to meet the customer. And that's a part of the culture. And I think we brought we talked about values earlier. Certainly one of the values that I have found in more successful contractors is that they are very motivated to make sure they they, they reach out and they maintain those relationships with customers. I, as we know, those repeat businesses, that's a wonderful thing for a contractor. Well, let's go down this line one more time. Um, Jason, do you have one final uh, a habit that you know is present amongst those who are successful at contracting. I do, Brad, and it's very similar to yours and kind of bounces off yours, but that that's empowerment. You know, yeah. empower your people, allow them to, to make some decisions and support them when they make the wrong decision because that's going to educate and change their behaviors and embed them into your culture faster than if it's always a top-down type mentality within your corporation. That's awesome. Lonnie, uh, give us one more from your perspective. Yeah, again, I, I think um, I would just like to kind of revisit and emphasize, and that's listening to your people, you know, because, you know, sometimes the decisions that are being made are the ones that are not necessarily out there in the thick of it every day, fighting the good fight, if you will. And I mean that in the best of way, yeah. actually um, meet, meeting the, the everyday challenges and, and maybe where their gaps may be. Um, it's kind of the voice of the employee, right? We talk a lot about voice the customer. And uh, it all fits in with a lot of things that we've shared and, and the empowering. Let them feel comfortable. Let them know that they have a voice and to help improve the operations because most likely it's going to spread across everything and maybe bring new insights in uh, to the firm. It's kind of like the old days of the suggestion box. Yeah, that's powerful. Um, Scotty, I'm going to give you the final say on, on, an, uh, on, on another habit that might be really worthwhile for a contractor to, to become better at. Okay, I'm going to go with perception equals respect. And I'm going to run that one direction and the other direction. So as your employees, if, if you have well-maintained, clean equipment, your employees feel more empowered. They tend to have that same principle mm. on their product they're giving their customer. And then on the flip side, on your jobs, if your job is not a cluster, if, if there's not you know, debris going over all over, or you don't have just this small little thing, having people pull off the job site onto the hard road and just have muddy tire tracks or gravel down the road. Once again, that perception to those local individuals that are passing by that job site is not going to be as good. If you have, just take a broom out there and broom on a piece of equipment and kind of push off some of that dirt, people understand that the mud's going to come off. But when you don't address it, then all of a sudden you don't get that perception that you're a quality contractor because you really don't care on how the job was left at the end of the day. This has been great, guys. I knew that with the four of us, uh, we again, we see so many different applications of, of uh, contractor and, and the large, the small, the the, the grading guy, the, the the paving guy, that kind of thing. And so there, and they are so different in a lot of ways. Their industries, can, specialties can be different. But boy, you and I both, all of us know that when it comes to successful 
contractors, there's usually some things they share. And I think we hit we did a good job of hitting many of those today. Hey, if you're listening to this, uh, we certainly want you to take what we've said and what we've shared with you. We want you to use it, put it to work. Uh, we're thankful again for the sponsoring of Caterpillar and and for constructionpros.com. In fact, go to forconstructionpros.com for additional information and check out Caterpillar's app. Uh, you may be surprised the, 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 the wealth of information be yours just at the click. I'm Brad Humphrey. Thank you for joining us today. Have a great day and always be safe. Want more tips from Caterpillar experts? Go to cat.com and select the construction industries page. In fact, look for experts tips, tech, and tools to find out more information.